Magic, magic has me in its spell That old black magic that you weave so well Those icy fingers up and down my spine The same old... Greetings and blessings. Greetings and blessings, Queen Mother. This is Nadia. Ashe. So, we are live and up and at them. Now, you know, I did. I was a little um, behind. Because my time says 7.50, 6.55. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was a little bit behind the time, but. Ashe. So, greetings and blessings. I uh, invoke the spirit of divine messenger to bring great messages today and the divine mothers so that we'll open up the channels of good communication. Love and good information, Ashe. How are you doing this evening? Well, I actually was babysitting a lot. <laughs> okay. How you so feeling? I, yeah, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I, I have that other issue that uh, it takes me away, but today is a great day, and we're all blessed to be here and to have our magnificent show to to bring out the magic in everybody. So it's not just everyday magic, it's everybody magic. So yes, I'll turn it over to you, my dear, and okay. your special guest, and be quiet. I'm going to put me on mute. Okay. Uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Everyday Magic. I know I've kind of been missing for about two weeks. Um, I figured Thanksgiving wouldn't be a practical time to do the show. I know everyone had a lot going on. And then the following week, we kind of had some miscommunication um, behind the scenes, so we weren't able to get the show up and running on that particular Thursday. But so many people tuned in, and they were looking forward to it that, I'm doing this encore sort of show this evening, but our regular time is going to be Thursdays at 7. Correct, Ian? Okay. Um, anyway, all right, so tonight I had so many Stop different... Going. I'm sorry. Um, I had, um, that's okay. I had so many different ideas going through my mind as far as what we were going to touch on, and and just the different topics that would kind of leave room for people to participate, you know, whether you're a novice or you're an expert or whatever level you feel you're at when it comes to practicing your form of everyday magic. So I came up with a couple of things, and I also have as a guest the creator and the host of Mind, Body, and Soul Connections. Um, Sherry, are you there? Yes, I am. Greetings. Hi, everyone. Greetings, goddesses. How are you? All well, hopefully. I'm kind of putting everybody on right now, like, um, which means that we can hear you. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we're giving everyone that's tuning in this evening. Um, Come here, baby. Let me put your head on. Okay, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> Just yet, because I don't think everyone is prepared. But when it comes time for um, questions and things of that nature, I'll, I'll kind of open the channels back up so you guys can come in with your questions or just share, because this is a forum, again, I reiterate, this is a forum where we all share, we learn, don't feel that you are limited um, because of your personal practice. This is a place of peace to come where we can all kind of talk and just put things out there. There is no right or wrong because I personally believe in an individual's right to practice their everyday magic. So you have your baseline, but, you know, from my point of view, magic is going to vary based upon that individual. And we'll be getting into that a little bit more later on. Um, Tonight I wanted to touch on um, moon phases, because I got a lot of questions about moon phases um, from people in my inbox. So I'm going to touch on that tonight as far as using moon phases um, in conjunction with your magic, you know. Um, Also, I'm here in Atlanta, and it has been raining now, I think, for about five or six days. For myself, that is the most amazing thing because that is my favorite weather. Um, Even though um, I have my earth sign, but my moon sign is Scorpio, so I'm a water person big time. And I just kind of vibe very well to rain. I function very well in the rain. So I wanted to throw this out there quickly for those that can relate to me. One of the things I do is called rain harvesting. And I believe that with the rain comes different energy, different vibes. And, and it can vary from, you know, each storm. Um, some storms bring a sense of peace. You know, so you can kind of relax. You have that downtime and, you know, you can balance yourself out. Some rain brings almost a sense of anger and anxiousness with it. You know, that's a whole other thing. Um, Then we have your rain where you're feeling extra romantic, um, aroused. That's another form of energy. So anyway, you know, all the, rain brings these various types of energy with them, and I do something called rain harvesting. So I'll set my little containers out to catch rain, and I make sure that the rain comes strictly, you know, it goes from the sky into my container. I don't let it become contaminated with other things that are around. Um, and then I'll collect that rain, And depending on what energy was with it, I'll bottle it, I'll label it as such, and that goes in my little, you know, area where I keep all my supplies and things of that nature. Um, Another form of catching rain, depending on what I want to use it for and what energy is with that rain, I collect rain off of tree leaves. Now, I know to many of you that might sound a little weird, But if you have an affinity for nature and you have an ear to hear and a heart to feel the things that you're surrounded by, such as plants, soil, nature, you know, um, trees and things of that nature, you'll know where I'm coming from. So what I do is a tree, I um, greet the tree, and I ask its permission to collect 
the rain from the tree. And depending on what vibe I pick up from the tree, I'll proceed with collecting my rain. To me, this is almost some of the most powerful rain that you can work with because it's infused with the energy and it's magnetized by that tree's vibration and energy. So I just wanted to throw that out there because it's so beautiful. It's raining, such a beautiful rain um, this evening. So later on I'll be going out to catch my rain and things of that nature. But I wanted to put that out there for everyone. So, okay, done. We're moving on. Um, Now, before I get into a topic with our special guest from Mind, Body, and Soul Connection regarding magic and your lineage, meaning um, are you familiar with your bloodline and the capabilities of your bloodline, the magic that transcends the different generations? So what you actually inherited, you have your own particular personal magic, and then you have your inherit magic. And a lot of people acknowledge that because they pay respect to their ancestors through different forms, sort of an acknowledgement of, you know, how our bloodline carries certain properties, you know, in which we inherit. So I'm going to touch on that tonight. That is one of the things we definitely are going to be doing. But what I'm going to do now is just give you a brief synopsis of moon phases, okay? When we're dealing with moon phases, the different phases of the moons, according to certain traditions, cultures, brings about certain energy and certain properties that you can work with. So I'm going to kind of briefly take you through that. The first one will be the waxing moon. The waxing moon goes from dark to full, and it takes approximately 14 days to do this. Many people use this moon phase for magic that draws things to them or to increase things. So during a waxing phase, you may want to do magic that, um, where you want to increase money or your wealth. You may want to draw to you a new job or you want to draw maybe a home, you're looking for a home. You may even want to attract new love. Now, in, pre- in a previous show, I told you there is no magic to make someone love you. And this is just my point of view. Someone else may feel differently. Um, but there is magic to increase, to remove obstacles, or to draw and make it more um, concise in a certain way. It is interference. But to just manifest love from nothing, I don't think that there is such a magic. You have to work with whatever already exists. So help, hopefully, you know, someone that you are being drawn to already has these feelings for you. You know, and if they do and you have unnatural things that are hindering the progress of that love or that relationship, that's where your magic can come in. So, you know, I just wanted to put that out there. I, I hate to hear people, they come to me and they spent so much money with different practitioners because they wanted love, a love that was non-existent between them and an individual. You know, so I hate to hear people getting taken for their money and things of that nature. And, and that kind of almost applies to your money as well or fortune or just, just different things. You 
are drawing and you are attracting what is already out there. Everything is not ordained for you, so everything is not going to work, and you have to be mindful of that. Okay? So that was the waxing moon. You want to use the waxing phase to draw things to you. Okay? Now, the next phase is a full moon, which is where you can kind of see the whole side of the moon. Um, And many consider this um, phase for... um, a different type of magic. And this phase is, is generally it's a three-day phase. Okay, so you have the before, the day before, during, and after. And that's when people practice their full moon magic. Some people, other people know. But me personally, not only do I practice it that way, but I think it's linked to the maiden mother crone or the three moon goddess. I think this is all tied in together. So you might want to do some research into that and see how you can work that into your personal everyday magic. But okay, so it's a good time to do rituals focused on personal growth, um, increasing uh, your intuitive abilities and your awareness for healing magic. Um, so it, it, it's good for those type of things. And a lot of people use that time also to connect to the deities that they worship. I personally don't worship deities. I acknowledge, um, which is there's a big contrast between the, the two. But um, some might actually associate that to going into a trance and taking in that particular deity, and that's practiced in a lot of different uh, uh, religions. So, you know, you can go from your Celtic to your um, Afrocentric religions. It, it's really broad, but they're almost doing the same thing. You know, it's just that some people use that full moon to really invoke of energy, okay? And um, really that type of magic during your full moon, again, is, is related to developing your growth and your magical skills, and things of that nature. Okay, so the next phase is the waning moon. This moon goes from full to dark, and it lasts two weeks, sort of like the waxing. Um, Usually people use this time to do rituals to send away or banish or destroy things. So you're thinking, uh, you know, you had the build-up to the full moon, then you had your full moon, now it's starting to go away. And with that, people use that energy to practice magic to end relationships. Um, some people use it to leave a certain job. Um, some people use it to banish bad habits. That could be smoking, cursing, um, being lazy, whatever it is for you as an individual. Some people use that moon also to reduce debt. They also use it to um, do away with illness. And me particularly, I use that time if I feel that I'm dealing with negative energy that has been thrown on me or put on me. So kind of like you're banishing a curse. You know, you can, and definitely I would advise people to use that moon phase to get rid of toxic relationships and people. It really, you know, it's a really good time to do that. 
Okay, and our last phase would be your new moon. The new moon is tricky to work with because it's really hard to see. And I'm going to give you, like, two websites where you can kind of track the moon phases for when you're not sure. But, yeah, it's really tricky. It resembles a very faint silver crescent, you know, and it's really low on the horizon. And that's usually the characteristics of the new moon. And that lasts for three days of the lunar cycle. Um, Okay, so usually... Um, with that, it's um, that's going to be before your dark. It, it, it's like it's before your waxing phase, okay. And during this time, it's considered a time to rest and rejuvenate before you resume doing serious magic. You know, um, serious related magic, as I say, like bringing into fruition um, your wish fulfillment. So you're throwing out there into the universe, this is what I want, you know. And people also use the new, food, the new moon for cleansing and purifying themselves, their body and their mind, and they prepare their sacred spaces during this moon phase. So that could be your home, that could be your place, your altar, um, your prayer room, you know, that type of thing, if you want to rejuvenate and cleanse and re-energize that area. So that basically, and that's, that's these are really brief um, explanations of the moon phase. You can, there's plenty of literature out there. You can go online, you can look it up. Everybody's basically saying the same thing. It may vary. But I advise you, if you want to take your magic to the next level, to incorporate lunar phases. Because as we know, the moon has the power to draw and attract and invoke certain energy. You know, that's why some of them, uh, some people call, say it's the phase of lunatics during the full moon. You know, they get that from the lunar phases. Um, we as human beings, a certain amount of us is water. We know that during certain phases of the moon, it draws in a tide. You know, so if you want to come at it from a scientific point, there you go. If you want to look up that type of thing, just to know that it does affect you and it does affect our environment. And you want to always be in harmony with your environment. So if you're practicing your magic and you're trying to invoke certain things, you want to, you want to be in balance with the moon phase that you're in at the time. And um, last thing I just want to bring up is with the moon, a lot of people use this time to charge and cleanse their crystals, their stones. There's two ways that I know of. One of them is you can bury them in the earth, which a lot of people do um, during a full moon because it's supposed to utilize and, um, the magnetic forces of the earth and the moon that work in conjunction. That's one way. Some people just set their stones out in a full moon and, and work with that type of energy. So you kind of have those two choices. Now, as far as I have two sites, there are so many you're going to pull up if you go on the Internet, but just two sites that I know of. There's one, which is www.moonmuses, that's M-U-S-E-S, dot com. And then you can just put in www.moonphases.net, which I kind of, I really like that one because you can pull up 
present past, present past, and future moon phases on that site. So that'll kind of give you an idea if you're the type that likes to plan out things. Okay, so I'm going to open up all the chat uh, room, you know, channels now, so that everyone can be heard. I ask that you kind of minimize background noise and things of that nature. I'm going to have you on. And I'm going to go now into the topic of our lineage and our magic and, and how you acknowledge who inspires you, who walks with you, who channels through you, those types of things. And I'm going to bring that on and discuss that with Sherry, who, again, is the creator of uh, Block Talk mind, body, and soul, among other things. So, Sherry, I'm going to bring you on. You can introduce yourself, and we'll go into the topic that we spoke on earlier, which was um, our lineage and magic. Yes. Yes. Hello, everyone. Give me one moment. One second. How's everyone doing? I am um, so excited about my cousin's show, and I'm so happy that she decided to do this. Uh, so we were talking earlier. We had a good conversation earlier. And we were talking, what about in particular, an idea about the fact that, you know, our elders, our lineage, and things of that nature. Right, because um, you have spoken in the past about how we, in a former life, we chose Who's in our life now? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the only thing that we were not aware of were the intricacies of what the experiences would entail. But we did know um, prior to coming here that we were part of a group of souls, consciousness, um, a family of consciousness that um, vibrated in similar frequencies. And we chose our parents, and we chose our children as well, as well as the people that um, we are in this lifetime with. We've had many experiences with most of them. And all, all of our relationships, for the most part, are eternal. You're thinking that you're just meeting these people haphazardly, and that's really not the case. Um, a lot of these people you've had relationships in the past with, whether you were their father, their mother, their daughter, their child. Um, in some respect, you had a relationship with them. So you're coming here for um, to finish, basically, your learning process, which they would help to cultivate in you by the contrast that they would bring to the experiences Everything is working together to bring you to a higher place of um, evolution for the most part. So let me so, ask you a question. Let me, sorry, let me interrupt you for one. I just want to ask you, does that account for when many of us feel like we have a sense of deja vu, like I know this person, or somebody invokes in you such a strong sense of knowing and emotion prior to them on a deep level? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 
um, you're just basically tapping into that um, that memory field for the most part that exists in you. Some call, some people call it the Akasha um, records um, mm-hmm. that houses all of everything that you have ever experienced in your life. And, you know, some people refer to it as the um, subconscious mind, but it's okay. all there. Um, it's part of your DNA. So at certain points and times in your life, when you're ready for it and when you allow it, it sort of opens up. And you start to feel like, wow, I just know this. You know, it's like we were talking about earlier about you're doing what you're doing today with the show. How I said, you know, it's so easy for you to do it because you have already done this. You have already, um, how would you say, developed yourself to the level that you're at right now. So now, people, pause for one minute, Sherry. Pause for one sure. minute. Sure. Because I want to I touch on something. Ia, are you still there? Can you unmute yourself? I want to bring you I'm into this still, for a moment. I'm still here. Okay. Now, I'm looking at Akasha is the soul. Okay. Um, this, this is what I wanted to bring up. You, Ia, as well as others, have, and I'm, and I'm bringing this up because I want everyone to kind of take this into consideration. Okay, um, there are things that we know and do, and I'm going to link this back to magic. There are things that we know and do without any formal training or without having come in contact with the literature uh, or it could be anything, a song, a movie, whatever, that inspires you to practice your magic in a certain way. For a long time I had trouble dealing with why was I different from other people? Why did I know certain things and I hadn't gone down the road or the process of others by way of my magic? And it took someone like Ia or Sherry or just others, because even when I was in a nation of Islam, yes, I was, um, I would be told certain things. People would ask me, how did you know that? How did you know to do that? You didn't, do, you didn't take this class, or you didn't study with so-and-so. And I could mm-hmm. never answer those questions. Mm-hmm. And that bothered me, you know, until I came into the realization that I was probably born knowing. Mm-hmm. And you I know mean, what I'm saying? When we, um, you know, rekindled our relationship, because, you know, there were some gaps in our um, coming back together. In our travels, right. Yeah, because, you know, life gets in the way or what have you. We lost contact. And so we, um, that's what I used to always tell you. Like, you know, I knew that you were conflicted with that, with one, you know, with trying to find your place because of, according to the world that we live in, they would, you know, others would say that you don't have the credentials and this and that. I'm like, who the hell are they? You are born with credentials, (laughs) you know. And I want everybody to know that because this applies to your magical ability. You are born with certain things. Whether they lay dormant or whether they are awakened, it depends on the different choices that you make throughout life. Mm-hmm. You know, but these are the things, these are your abilities. We're surrounded by energy. We have our own energy. 
There's energy in our environment. There's energy in objects. There's infused objects where energy was put in unnaturally into those objects. These are all the things that are around you. And I know that there are a lot of you, unfortunately, for different reasons, you have to practice your magic in secrecy because either that's the society we live in or you have your religious fanatics that just can't live their life securely knowing that you're somewhere doing your own thing. <laughs> so you have to use common sense and you have to use judgment because, unfortunately, these <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, that's how it is. You know, I, there was a time when I was living with Sherry, and at that time um, the fa- her family, they were Jehovah Witnesses. And we were studying Islam, um, not Orthodox, but more so like through the nation of Islam. And that was my introduction to Islam. And unfortunately, that particular religion, am I correct, Sherry, leaves no room for any other practices. Right. So much to the where it's almost like a hazard to their health, they consider it. Right. You know, and because of this, Sherry and I literally became homeless because we wouldn't abandon our pursuit of knowledge on that level. Right. You know, so it's not just even magic. It's just religion and theologies and philosophies in general. Some people have zero tolerance, even if you're doing it on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Well, remember what used to happen? How we used to be in the room listening <laughs> to lectures, and Mom used to bang on the door and say, "Get that demon and devil flag out of here!" And yeah, didn't she attack the Quran once? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> she said there were demons coming out of it. Let yeah. me tell you, I've had people walk into my home, and they'll see different symbols. Uh, it could be because I have so many books, but some of my books have pentacles on them or different symbol, sim, symbolisms of magic and different arts and practices. And when I say they run out of my house, <laughs> I mean they hightail it out of the house. And you're wondering what the heck just happened. <laughs> People have a real fear and phobia of what they cannot comprehend. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. And it's, it's really unfortunate because it doesn't allow them that freedom to explore because they're so indoctrinated to stay in a box somewhere because someone told them something. And it's not even something that they have researched themselves for the most part. It's just hearsay. Yeah. And I, and I, I really ask everyone, it's one thing to read and research. Try not to be an echo of that because that is someone's personal journey that you're reading. That's their personal bloodline and lineage that they're reflecting upon, that they're embracing. That does not necessarily mean it's yours. Mm-hmm. Very rarely is it yours. Even That's a good um, point. You know, even if it's your grandmother, even mm-hmm. if you're reading um, the works of a philosopher or things of that nature, that is their take. You can sympathize, you can identify, but you may have your own personal take on something. And, and that's how you have to come at magic. Mm-hmm. I gave you a long list of, yeah, because I gave a, a long list of books and things like that to research. I read all those books, 
but I don't practice them like I don't worship the book. I don't worship the word, nor do I the person that wrote it. Mm-hmm. So I have room to find fault right. with something. Meaning well, that's, it's not that's so key. That's so key, an idea that you're saying that, because there is a distinction in that, you know. Um, people don't really realize that is that because your purpose in your life is unique and it's an individual purpose, what you're saying is absolutely right, that, you know, sometimes people shrink in life because they're trying to fit into someone else's mold. And that now, can be so... Now, on how, that, how does that affect magic? How do you think that that affects magic? Um, in, in what way? What do you mean? What you're talking about now as far as people shrinking away from their unique experience and identity. Oh, okay. In the field so of you're well, the thing about it is when you come here, you already have your own unique imprint. It's kind of like um, every snowflake's not alike, every fingerprint is not alike. So you have your own unique signature, I would say. And sometimes people like to um, mimic and follow other people. And I say it's okay to follow other people if you're just looking at principles and disciplines and things of that nature, but not at all in any way, shape, or form to mimic or model their signature because that's theirs and you have your own. Mm -hmm. And you can't be them just like they can't be you. And the greatest place that you can shine in is to embrace and to allow a space to be created for your own unique individual expression to come through. Okay. Now, I want everybody to stop and think about something. Because if we all have the ability to practice magic, right, Where, why do we go to other people for, for magical help? Sherry just stated it. Um because we're all different, and what someone else has an affinity for, you may not. Some people are very well at working with their hands. Some people are not. Everyone can't be a painter because you may be an amazing sculptor. You understand? Or you may be a, a phenomenal speaker or singer. That's like kind of how magic works, too. So not everyone is good at candle work. They may have a, a basic fundamental knowledge of it, but they all may not be um, experts at it. Mm-hmm. So they go to an expert. That's a right. kidney doctor goes to a heart doctor. That's so right. it's kind of like with your magic. Because you have a lot of uh, wise asses, I like to call them. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you need such and such for? Why are you mm-hmm. going so-and-so? You know, and it's it's like really is it is it that evasive to your mind that you can't even comprehend why I would go somewhere else? Why do you go to different places for for your needs? Right. So right. don't think that oh I'm a practitioner so I have to do everything and I must be good at everything because that's yeah. not always the case. That's right. That's yeah. not always the case. I wanted to. Um, read something real quick. This is an excerpt from a book called Spellcrafts and Creating Magical Objects, and it's by Scott Cunningham. And I read it, and it it really rung true with me, and I just wanted to share it with everyone. 
it says, he says here, we're born with some of this energy that which passed to us from our biological mothers and fathers. Um, prior to that, let me read you just what came before that. It says, personal power is that which resides within us. This is the energy that we utilize on our daily lives, everyday magic. That empowers our thought process and keeps our souls attached to flesh and blood. And then that's when he says, we are born with some of this energy, that which is passed from, from our biological mothers and fathers. Now, with that said, I want to ask if, if there's anyone that consciously acknowledges that some of the things that they do come from their parents or their grandparents or auntie or uncle. Is there anybody out there that can relate to that? Anyone want to speak on that? I have a couple of you guys. You can be heard if you want to speak. I have your mic open. Uh, I want to say that I definitely have received uh, a lot of my information and a lot of the way that I am magically through my mother because I can see her in me. You know, back when I was I was younger and I'd seen her do some things, I see that I'm able to do the same thing. My mother had a excellent intuitive sense to let, you know, to really pinpoint things that was wrong with people. And it's so funny that I have it now. But I just want to go back a little bit on what you were saying and say that um, the mother is on the planet now, the dark mother. And so that all the white magic that was, uh, that has been written about and everything, these are things that um, are not as effective as um, post uh, 20th, pre-21st century. The 21st century is about the dark mother's energy. And each one of us contains uh, that spark of magic that is dark, which is not bad. It's just that we all contain our own magic. So we have to even go into our DNA and into our selves in meditation to pull that out because we all have our own special gift. And the 21st century is going to see a lot of people uh, professing to be witches and, you know, using magic and stuff because this is the age of the mother and allowing the feminine to be on the planet and compassion and love and justice. Yeah. So it, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a a real wonderful ride once we get past the dredges of the 20th century because yeah. we still have people that want to control things. That's what y'all are talking about. 
the mm-hmm. people want to have a sheep and want to be the pastor of the sheep. Mm-hmm. So all the sheep follow them. And, you know, a lot of people are waking up and seeing that they are their own priest or priestess mm-hmm. or pastor. Mm-hmm. You don't need anybody else to tell you how to be. You need to know how to be. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to share that. Wow. That's true. Greetings. May I speak? Yes, greetings. Who's who's speaking? This is Asad Khan. Peace. I'm Lydia's son. Oh, peace. Greetings. Greetings. I want to comment on, on what you're talking about. Okay. I completely understand how the way the world looks at things, and they have a habit of condemning what they do not understand. That's right. And and the society is limiting children especially on discovering their talents, and that's mainly because of the way the media works. We have been conditioned into believing. We have been we have been conditioned into believing what is real and what is not. Mm. We basically live in a in an illusion. Mm. That's right. Mm. And society has a way of telling you your abilities and your limitations. Mm. They like to dictate these things, and unfortunately, people embrace it, I think, mainly out of fear. Mm-hmm. You have some egotistical uh, people, you know, where it, their motives are different. But mm. I think in general, most of the people I come in contact with, they want to be of a loving nature. They want to be of a peaceful nature. They want to be in balance with our surroundings, with the universal energy and the way things work. However, you know, in certain societies, because there are some that really support that, but in the one that we're in particularly here in the United States, you know, um, it really doesn't do that, and it doesn't leave much room. And I want to say to you, Assad, because I've heard you speak before, um, you are a master of crystals and their uses. And I was so taken aback because of your youth, you know, that you are able to articulate and and put out there where almost everyone can understand and relate the uses of the unseen, but the and things that do exist. And what's interesting is that the oppression and the oppression of a of a child's spiritual powers mainly happens in public school. Mhm. They, yeah. they they always they always want to tell you what you should learn and what you shouldn't, mm-hmm. and the students there the bullying mainly the bullying is one of the main reasons. Mm-hmm. Children who have been conditioned for so long by their parents into into the illusion world bully the children who are trying to learn something, which and that bullying and that bullying often leads them to drive, to the children driving out their powers. Yeah, I've been astral traveling and going to the Akashic Records. Since I was four years old, and my mom always encouraged me. She would give me the the resources to learn, and mm. that, and that's helped my powers grow. Mm. So you're not you're not being limited by your environment or your bloodline. You're mm. actually being taught how to embrace and manifest these different things. I I had a similar experience with um, my eldest son, where when he was about, I'd say about five. I walked in on him giving someone a tarot reading with another child, and I'm looking like, what is going on? 
And it was these cards that I had bought him based on a, a cartoon, a Japanese anime cartoon, but the cards were called spirit cards. So I bought him these spirit cards thinking he's going to trade them and use them to emulate the show, and he actually tapped into his own power and used those cards to channel what and was do reading for the children. Do you, do you remember the name of the cards? They were called spirit cards. And um, I'd like to ask him what the name of that show was. He's 21 now, so it was quite some time ago. But I, if I'm correct, I think he still has those cards. Hmm. Mustafa, do you remember the show where I bought you the spirit card? What the name of that show was? Was the name of the show? Card and I'm what? pretty sure if you card captors. Okay. And I'm pretty sure if you uh, put it into YouTube or Google it, it'll bring it up because I I watch cartoons still, you know, from my childhood via YouTube. So I'm sure it'll be in there. But you were able to get the actual cards, and they were elemental cards, uh, characteristic cards. So not only did you have earth, wind, air, fire, you had spirit, you had the magician, Mm. these different cards. And at that time... I hadn't even quite realized that I could invoke certain things, that I was a source of power and magic. But here was my five-year-old who I, I, I felt at the time he, he was stronger than me. And he tapped into it and he utilized it probably because I never told him there was no such thing. Huh. I, never, I never instilled in him, oh, that's impossible. That doesn't make sense. Just do this. People are going to mistreat you if you do that. Don't be different. I never did that to him. Exactly. And I think I have similar cards. And also what's interesting is that they, the media and the public media they, and these cartoons mainly, they have these secrets and they always put them in cartoons. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's interesting because parents, I think they do that on purpose because parents, they look at cartoons and they say, oh, oh, that's just foolishness. And they'll think their child is just, you know, goofing off. But in reality, they're tapping into their own spiritual powers, but the parents are oblivious to that. So, so we have to kind of, kind of decipher the public media code, and we have to pay attention to the signs, you know, mm-hmm. sort the information out and see what's useful and see what's not. Mm. Can, you, can you elaborate on how someone, because I don't want them to think that we're getting away from the essence of the show, which is um, practicing your everyday magic. Can you tie that into someone practicing everyday magic? Well, with the cards, I have my own cards called medicine cards. They, they use the Native American spirits of the animals to help, and each animal has a meaning. Mm-hmm. And it, it works kind of like tarot cards, where, where someone flips a card, and that card, where, whether it appears upside down or right side up, has a meaning, and the meaning can be, the meaning can be to tamper to a moment or, or someone's life. Mm-hmm. I also do energy work with icy auras, and auras is a manifestation of someone's inner energy. It's kind of, you could think of like chi being the inner energy, and aura, aura kind of being the energy skin. Mm-hmm. And by seeing that, depending on its color, it has two different colors and layers. The first color is the nature aura, and that aura never changes. You have that sometime after birth. And the emotional aura is, comes a little later, and it represents personal feelings, and it can change just like emotions do. Okay, you're talking about aura, O-R-A. Aura, A-U-R-A. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. Your aura, yes. Mm-hmm. 
can you, before we move on, can you do me a favor and just um, put out some info, you know, share with some information how you can get contacted? Because I'm sure if not even an adult, but maybe their children are looking for a peer that they can relate to because they want to start practicing their everyday magic. So for you, for those of you who are out there and you um, can appreciate this generation embracing their magical abilities, and maybe you have a child that you don't know how to communicate with on that level, you can take down his information and you can reach out. My information, I have a website called crystaljourneymeditationbyasad.com, and I also do phone consultations. I also do phone consultations, and the number is 770-912-5800. I repeat, 770-912-5800. Thank you so much, Basad, for coming on. This is so great that you, you know, were able to make the show and tune in and share with everyone because this is just another example for you to know that we are not the minority. We're the sure. minority only in the sense that we speak out and we speak up about things that we're passionate about, such as our abilities to tap into different energy fields that surround us and we're able to work with them and use them to invoke and create you know, in our life in different ways. When I was practicing Orthodox Islam, I'll never forget to know things before they happen. I knew a lot of things where in its traditional sense, it didn't make any sense, so to say, you know, by society standards. And I had inquired with my mentor at the time, what does this mean? And I was told that in Islam, that means you're cursed. Mm. And I, I just couldn't understand that because I was saying, well, it's not of me, so why would God curse me for something he gave me? <laughs> you know, but that goes back into, um, I don't know if you remember, Sherry, we were talking about the story of Job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what God bumps into the devil in the garden casually and is like, hey, what you doing up here? You know, <laughs> oh, I'm just taking a walk and... And you sit down, they sit down, and they start talking, and they make a bet of regarding a devout follower of God and how he could be ruined and tormented and if he would denounce his Lord. I was like, doesn't that story sound a little sadistic to you? That doesn't sound like something um, the most high, you know, by people's concept would do. You know, like when people say to me, oh, God is a jealous God. And I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't make sense to me, not the God you're speaking of. Because wouldn't you be above those type of emotions? You know, so with different, when I used to practice and study different religions and theologies, and whenever they would get to a point where they would say to me, you can't be divine, you can't do divine things. It wouldn't be shortly that I would end up abandoning that particular philosophy <laughs> because it was like telling me, you can be you, but you got to take off your head and leave that at the door. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. remove your brain you before notice, entering. 
Yeah, remove your brain before entering. Cut off both your arms because you shouldn't be able to do the things that you do with those arms. <laughs> and you if know, you notice a lot of and I think, yeah, It's like when you tell your child, my son comes up to me and he, he'll tell me things and he'll say, hey, Mom, I saw this in a vision, or I dreamt this, or we'll be driving, and you say, I recognize this place. It was in my dream, and this is what happened next. I would be a fool to turn and tell him, oh, be quiet. There's no such thing. Who does that in 2013? I don't understand. <laughs> Why would you still do things like that? Why would you limit your child's potential and divine ability? You teach your child, that they are made in the reflection of their creator. Well, doesn't that include divine abilities? Mm-hmm. For those of you that are scared to practice your magic and speak it, you have to curb what you say in the conversation. Someone asked me why are you so brave that you can come out about who you are and what you do. And I'm like, I don't know if it's bravery, and I don't think I'm better than other, pe- other people. Maybe I'm too stupid to know that I shouldn't be this way. (laughs) So now you don't have to be envious or jealous or insecure. Just think (laughs) she's so silly that she doesn't know to be scared. (laughs) You know, we're getting into a phase, we're evolving um, to where you shouldn't be in circles where you cannot be yourself. That's right. That's right. You shouldn't be scared to let it slip, like, oh, yeah, I dressed this candle, you know, and I'm, I want such and such, or I prayed over my food, you know, so that such and such can happen, or, uh, you know, just different little things. Oh, that, yeah, I keep that under my pillow because it helps me, you know, with my, you should not be scared. Hey, what's that in your pocket? Oh, this is my crystal. Don't feel like a nut because you have a crystal in your pocket. Right. Like, That's who right. are you talking to? They should be ashamed of themselves. You know, so tonight I want everyone to reflect. We didn't really go into, I had so many things lined up for you guys as far as different herbs and how to use them. But, you know, spirit led us in this direction for a reason. Because there are a lot of you out there who are apprehensive in regards to embracing their magical selves, that part of you that can sense and know beyond what the naked eye can see or what the average tongue can speak or what the average ear can hear. I think those times are at an end. Now, I'm not telling you to abandon common sense. If you're in a place where these type of people are capable of causing you bodily harm or firing you from your job where you make your living, then by all means, of course, you don't have to make it known that these are your practices. But I'm talking about in general, your everyday contact, your friends, your family who claim to love you, people that claim to love you and accept you as you are. You know, let's come out of the closet now because I think by living in such secrecy, we are helping to encourage this type of ignorance and arrogance, and it's almost a form of repressive abuse on those like our children, like the young, that can do things that maybe we couldn't or we were told we shouldn't, you know, and and try thinking about who in your family was practicing magic around you as you were growing up. 
Who prayed over you a certain way before you did something? What were they invoking? You know, who used to stick a little something in your pocket or rub something on you or make you swallow this or do that before you go out? That was probably magic. We call it, what, what do they call it, Sherry? Those old superstitions or traditions? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in, re- in reality, these, these individuals had somehow become aware that they can manipulate the energy right. around them and their That's condition. Right. That's right. In an unorthodox way, meaning society didn't approve, but it was probably an ancient practice that they were doing. That's right. From your lineage. And as Sherry said, we came here with that. We invoked, we brought that with us, and we're going to take it with us and bring it back again. That's right. You know, our goal is to master these things. We only have one minute left. I want to tell everyone, I want to send out love and light to all of you for tuning in, those that are going to listen to the archives. I hope this has been useful and helpful. Um, you can find me at Nadia Amunet Hotep Clayhar on Facebook, or you can go to the Yoruba House of Worship on Facebook, and I can be reached that way. If you're interested in readings, healing, objects, things of that nature, or you want to ask me any questions, Sherry, quickly, can you give out um, how they can reach you? Yes, you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sherry Hollis, and I'll spell the name, S-H-E-R-I-E, H is in Harry, O, L-L is in Larry, I-S is in Sam. Ia, I want to thank you for hosting this with us. You know, Ia is behind me doing this show. Thank you so much. Oh, I love it. It was wonderful. Sherry, we love awesome. you, Queen Mother. Thank you. Yes, Queen. Yes, well, goddess. <laughs> no longer queens, we're goddesses. I yes, say, goddess. I hear you. I hear you, beloved. And and I'm so grateful that my cousin has someone that is really in her corner because I we've been telling her for a long time to do this. So I'm I'm just so elated over this. And. No, Deeply humbled by your charity in getting her to step up to do what she was born to do. It's not charity because she was born to do it. So I'm really being a vessel. And I'm an obedient vessel because you see, I see. That's right, yes. And she was my daughter once upon a time, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I'm I'm glad to see everyone is still on the line because, yeah, we're no longer able to be heard via the computer, correct, Ian? But we can still... But it's recording? Yeah, it's still recording. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's going to be in the archives. Yes. Should anyone... I just want to say goodnight, everyone. Thank you for um, inviting me on the show, cuz. Mind, body, and soul connections. Don't forget, I'll post her link on my page. So you can also uh, connect to her shows. When does your show come on, Sherry? It comes on every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Okay. And, Ia, you have a couple of other shows, too, that you do. Do you want to put those out there for for everyone that's listening? Well, we are actually on vacation for Transformations with Queen Mother Delma Banks, or Goddess Delma Banks. She's a uh, social worker. She is a social worker in New York and just is the light of love. 
So hopefully we'll be back before the end of December. And I have a, a show, uh, Yoruba House to Worship, Hour of Power. So I invite different speakers. And Sherry, I want to get you on there to say that yes, you'll ma'am. come and give me an hour of power. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I would be delighted. So um, um, go ahead. Go ahead, Nadia. Okay, I just wanted to reiterate that if anyone was interested in the works that I do, the metaphysical works, as far as the readings and the products um, that I create for individuals based upon an individual need, I also have things that I do that are just general products as well. Again, Nadia Amunet, Clay Hotep, Clayhar. And that's on Facebook. Okay, um, maybe you should spell it out, Nadia. Okay. Um, Nadia, which is N-A-D-I-A, Amunet, A-M-U-N-E-T, Hotep, H-O-T-E-P, and lastly, Clayhar, C-L-A-H-A-R. And that's via Facebook. Also, you can reach me through the Yoruba, Y-O-R-U-B-A, and that's House of Worship via Facebook if you're interested in speaking or whatever, you know, whatever other questions you may have or inquiries. Um, and also, I want you to know there's a lot of things I'm going to be speaking on via uh, materials that you can use for your spells and your tinctures and your elixirs and dressing your candles and creating talismans and things of that nature. And um, if you're interested in those things, one of the things that I use, because you can't always get the herbs, you know, or substances, so I use a lot of oils in my work, and the oils that I use are therapeutic grade, meaning that if they're not toxic to the system, you can ingest them. So you can use them for aromatherapy, you can use them topically, or you can use them to make something to ingest as a, a health stuff, supplement, healing, or, you know, for whatever. And the way you can get those is if you go to www.youngliving, Y-O-U-N-G-L-I-V-I-N-G, dot org backslash Nadia N A D I A Clayhar C L A H A R and that's how you can obtain those oils or get access and it's there's uh even other things there. So, you know, you can find diffusers, we have um pure frankincense resin. There's just so many different things. Go and just check it out. And, you know, let me know. Drop me a line if you like what you see and if you have any questions. Okay? I'm going to wrap it up, ladies, gentlemen. Yes, peace, goddesses, and, and gentlemen. Love and light, Gods family. And Thank everyone that tuned in. Thank you, everyone that participated. And we will be on Thursday night at 7 p.m. Correct, Ian? No, 8. 7 8. eight. I thought it was 8. eight. Yeah. Okay, we moved to 8. Okay, everyone, I'll make sure I post the link. So it's Thursday night at 8 p.m. 
Love and light, family. Good night. Good night.